Thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. Here in North Carolina... We're on the western side. The beautiful mountains. They're calling for our first snow this weekend. Well, our first snow of the winter. Right. Yeah. Um, so what are your what are the odds? Is it gonna happen or no? Um, okay. Well, they have I'm I'm one of those that watches the weather app like crazy. I'm kinda nerdy about it. And if they call for it far in advance, it won't happen. But if it keeps changing, they don't know what it's gonna do. It's you know, Anytime a weatherman says 50%, that just basically says they don't know. Uh, and right now we're at 80% snow. And we're what, four days out? And we're four days out. So I, I'm feeling pretty good. And I it's, agree. it's cold. It's going to be really cold. So, so it's going to stick. So that's very exciting. And I don't know how you guys handle the snow, but here in the Neal house, mm. we get so excited for the snow. Oh, I'm a child. Yeah. So I grew up in South Mississippi. So we're I'm not in- one of those people that's like, oh, it's too cold it's i don't i'm gonna pray away the snow or whatever we're like give us all the snow shut us in our house for three days let's make a fire in the fireplace drink a lot of hot chocolate go out and play in it and go sledding and if you're adam you get in the kids sleds and you break the kids sleds well hang on for one we don't have adult sleds sleds. yeah we don't have like a sled for we have three kids so we bought it was actually christmas presents Last Christmas, it snowed on Christmas Eve, and we had a white Christmas. It was a miracle. Uh, it was like heaven waking up. Yeah. And we went out, and we were sledding down this hill in our backyard, which is amazing. It's perfect for the girls because it's not too steep. It's great for them. And I was just just going at it. I mean, I was enjoying it, and I said, watch this, girls. And I jumped on it, and it cracked. And, and it, they have never forgotten that. They've reminded us many yeah, times that you broke yeah. their sled. They're still pretty upset that I broke their sled. Yeah. And that was literally on Christmas Day. <laughs> so So sorry. I don't know. Are you guys I you have to let us know. Are you ones that want to play in the snow and get out in it? Or do you want to just stay inside, stand to your blanket, and really just be a scrooge? Oh wow. Well, I like that. Um the other question is we we are saying the word sled and you know, it can be called a toboggan. But again It gr- can? Well, growing up in the I deep don't south, think it can. yes, yes. I think you're getting this confused with like a hat. No, people say and call a beanie a toboggan. I thought, and that is not even close to the definition of what the word toboggan. It the the definition of a toboggan is a sled. It's the it's a sled. So my, are you kidding? I'm serious. So my question is why? Then what's a toque? <laughs> that's a Canadian word. Isn't and that I don't another use that name word. for a hat, like a beanie? Yes. But, but I you don't gotta think say it properly. A toboggan a, you gotta say it toque. A toboggan is sled. Don't you know? Where yeah, do they, they do. do that? They do. Where? When I was in this in Mississippi growing up, it's like, hey, oh my gosh, we got a snow for like the first time ever. There's like half an inch on the ground. Let's go get in our toboggan that and go down the hill. That is why, because you're from Mississippi and they don't get snow, so they don't know the proper terms. Okay, look, well, we're already well into the podcast. But the thing is, what other word in the English language do we 
a lot of people say toboggan. That's not it's not right. Like it's not even close to the definition. How did that happen? Someone find the history of the word toboggan versus sled versus took versus beanie. It's an important conversation. Someone let us know because I don't under how did that happen? How uh, anyway? Well, to get this, into today's topic, this has nothing to do with anything we're talking. We want to talk about how <laughs> to say yes. Reel it in, Caitlin. So today we just. This is such an important part of being a disciple maker. And so we're just going to talk through what it looks like in your own life to say yes, because I think it be- it has become part of our culture where we just want to say yes to so many things. Um, we, we become too busy. We become overloaded. We've talked about burnout before, but this is going to be how to say yes to take that next step when it comes to being a disciple that makes disciples, responding to the Holy Spirit, and just saying yes, not delaying it, not waiting, but doing it. And we want this to be really practical for you. Um, so we just want to talk through maybe what that's looked like in our own life. And um, I hope this encourages you to take the next step in whatever you feel like the Lord's calling you to today. Yeah, I think in college, you're faced with many opportunities. Um, you have your growing relationships, you're meeting new people. Uh, if you were like me, uh, your, my sophomore year, I transferred to a new school, didn't know anybody. And I didn't want to be a loner and not have any friends. And so I had to say yes to things that I really wasn't that comfortable with. Not like bad things, but it was just like, hey, I don't have any friends. Do you want to go eat with lunch with me? And I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> and really, I didn't. I mean, you know, now that person's my friend. So that was kind of a good decision. But uh, so you're faced with a lot of decisions and, and questions. And quickly, it can become a, oh, no, I say yes way too much or... I say no all the time and basically I have no friends uh, or I don't do anything or why do I feel alone or whatever. So this decision-making of yes and no is a big factor just in general. But in the context of disciple-making, it's also a huge deal because, um, you know, sing the song Waymaker, God's always working. He's always moving. He's always speaking, always calling us to do things. And if that's the case, then for you, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, he is speaking, he's calling you, he's putting people in your life, he wants you to to be actively making disciples right now. So, I mean, first and foremost, be thinking who is in your life right now. Like who who are those that you have in your life that we call it the circle of influence. I think it was like episode six or something that we talked about. Who's in your circle of influence that you have that you feel God is calling you to disciple them, to grow in a relationship with them, and, you know, or, or who's not, and who do you want to be, or, or, you know, whatever it may be, but start thinking about that person or these people, and then along the way go, okay, what is God calling me to do? And I think what we have to do is a lot of times we have to stop asking what, and we have to ask who. Because the what is already, it, Matthew 28 has already answered the what for us. Right. It's the Great Commission. Right. It's to make disciples. Right, and I think in our own lives, you can all evaluate, like, what are the things you're, you've said yes to um, right now, this week in your life? What are all the yeses? And so when you evaluate all of those things, who are involved with those yeses? And and how are you growing in your discipleship and disciple making because of those yeses? And I think it's just evaluating the priorities like of, of, of those things and kind of looking at it and saying, oh, actually, yes, this is disciple making. This is a, an important relationship that I'm trying to grow. Um, but then there's going to be other things that you're saying yes to right now that aren't really growing in that area. And um, you just need to evaluate, is that well worth your time? Yeah. 
it's very, I mean, it's, this is easier said than done, we know. And I think you made a good point, Caitlin, that sometimes you are, like, you have to give yourself a little more credit than I think what most, what we learn, most college students are hard on themselves mm-hmm. or just don't think that some of the things that they are doing or even just the way that their life is reflecting Jesus, they don't, they don't consider any of that disciple making. And there are several times that we will talk with college students throughout our week and we'll, you know, hang up from the conversation or whatever. And Caitlin and I will just follow up with, you know, the conversation and we'll say, man, that person is making disciples. Like they're a disciple maker. They're doing a great job. They're, you know, they're showing Jesus to this friend or, you know, they're, they're just, it's, it's encouraging to us because I think maybe I was not a great disciple maker in college. So it's encouraging to us to see that. But I think give yourself a little more credit. You do have what it takes to make disciples. It's just a matter of following through, uh, following through with your yes. And part of that is not delaying your yes. You know, I think we often, um, we know what to do. We know who we need to reach, but then something comes up. You know, I mean, the enemy's going to throw things at you. The enemy does not want you to disciple that friend. So, hey, you got this, this, this is the person. Okay, yes. But I got this going on this semester. I'll wait till next semester. Or I got this going on today. I can't today. Or there's always some reason to delay your yes. What does it look like for you to not delay your yes? I am naturally just a yes kind of person. That's like one of my faults. And we're going to get to this in the next episode too. But I, I say yes to a lot of things, but um, I know when I really feel like I'm following the Spirit and listening to His voice in my life and in God's Word, I I feel those checks in my heart a lot about certain things to say yes to, and so I will immediately respond to those. I think the hard part for me is a lot of the time it doesn't make sense, you know, <laughs> or it just doesn't add up. Like God's like, hey, this person needs a meal tonight, but I have two hours. I don't even have a meal plan for my own family. Uh, we've definitely already maxed out our grocery budget, but I'm going to do it anyways. And so for me, I've I've seen the reward of saying yes to those things, even when it doesn't make any sense, because I'll do that. And, I'll, and, and I do it from a place of just wanting to serve the Lord and how he comes through with that blessing, you know, either to that person or that relationship where I see him moving and working and just my obedience and saying yes um, has caused me to say yes to a lot of other things that might not make sense. And so I think for me, it's more so of doing those things, even when I don't really know what the outcome is going to look like, if it looks unclear um, or if it just doesn't really make sense. And and sometimes I, I can say, hey, you know, actually, like it's not healthy for my family and everything tonight to do that, but I'm going to make time for that tomorrow. So it's just being able to really evaluate and have a good sense of, okay, what exactly is God calling me to do? And do I need to act on it right now? Can it wait until tomorrow? Um, but do not delay it because I, I've also seen when I do delay and I don't make that decision um, to do it, even though I kind of felt like this tug from the Holy Spirit to do so, um, you know, the aftermath of that, of, of not really responding when mm-hmm. I felt the Spirit's voice. And, and I don't like that feeling. Right. I don't want that feeling. Yeah, FOMO, missing out on what God had for you. That's not good. Saying yes needs to be followed by obedience. And I would actually say you didn't really say yes unless you were obedient to right. it. Like, Or you didn't obey. You say yes, you know, it's right. not obedience. Yeah, because, you know, I, I think of, um, you know, moments where we go, oh, you know, God, yes, thank you for giving me that or thank you for putting that person in my life. 
and then you you know you approach them and you're like I'm just I want you to know I'm praying for you or I mean case in point it's like we we've, we've talked about serving and servanthood but like being obedient is following through with the yes that you made to God and so don't be the person that says God's put this person on my heart God has placed opportunity you know has given me opportunities and time to to like disciple this person or to, you know, maybe I've got a window in my day where I just sit and do nothing. I play video games or I just like scroll on my phone endlessly. And, but God's put someone on my heart and they're also free at that time. Like you have the opportunity, the opportunity in front of you. So follow through with that. Don't just do it one time. Like you've been given time now, follow through with that. Yes. And be obedient. And I think in the delaying of our, yes, what tends to happen is that you know, the enemy will throw in doubt and fear and anxiety on all these things that you want to do it, you know, you should do it. And then you have these feelings that come in. And a lot of times we mask our feelings or our doubts and fears. We mask it with, I'm praying about it, or I'm waiting until this happens. It's the whole delay factor. And man, faith and saying yes is obedience. So the obedience comes in, but it's, it's obeying God when the other side of that yes is unclear. Exactly. And we so we just want every answer. We want stability. We want the sure thing. God, I will do this, but I, I'm going to need to know what's going to happen. Am I going to make enough money, you know, if I say yes to this and quit this certain job and take this not so great job and I feel like you're calling me to it? Or, you know, if I say yes to this person and try to throw myself out there, how are they going to respond? I need to make sure that they enjoy it or that they, you know, are going to go along with it. Or um, there, there are all these questions that come up. And, and sure, that's that's part of it. It's okay to have questions. And, and it's also okay to seek the answers for those questions. I'm not saying just say yes and just go for it. And I mean, maybe you can. I mean, that's, that's good too. But um, I think a lot of times we just wait our yes. We, we wait on being obedient until we have enough answers. And you're not like that's someone said to us, I can't remember who, but so if you're out there and you're listening to this, thank you. But, uh, it's not faith. It's not a step of faith. If you have all the answers and know what's going that that's not faith. That's just, that's just plain obedience. Right. And maybe you remember this, but right before we left, um, to move here and start refuge retreat, we had a, a friend tell us, she said, what is amazing about your story right now is that you're saying yes and you have no idea what's on the other side of that yes. And I remember that stuck with me so hard because in my head I thought I could formulate my idea of what was on the other side of the yes. But now sitting here two years after that moment, being able to look back over the past two years and see what God has done because of our obedience in saying yes, um, it's obviously way more than I could have ever like dreamt up in my own head. Um but it just reminds me and it grew our faith so much over the past two years. Like when you learn how to say yes, you're going to grow your faith. So if yeah. you're wondering right now, oh, I don't feel like I'm super trusting in the Lord or I have like this great faith right now to believe that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Start by just saying yes. Um, start by doing that and watch how he's going to grow your faith throughout it. And so just to wrap up today, um, the, the three things we shared with you, how to say yes, and, and just think about your own life right now. How are you going to practically apply this with the situations and the things that you're currently saying yes to, or maybe praying through or asking God about what to say ne- yes to next? Um, the first thing, stop asking what and ask who. Secondly, don't delay your yes. And third of all, faith is obedience to God when the other side of yes is unclear and watch God grow your faith. Oh, 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 oh.
Hey, thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and were encouraged in some way. Be sure to subscribe and share the podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.